One Man Revolution, Volume 4, Episode 101. Oh, we're back. Back again. Back for the last time in 2022. Live from the bunker and beyond. It's the One Man Revolution podcast. I'm your host, The Revolutionary. I'm joined by... The Canadian. And... The artist. Uh, we're doing a remote show because... Uh, many reasons. Uh, let's see. Hopefully next week we'll get everybody back together in the studio. Although I did, uh, I, I, you know, it's like I went on autopilot and made dinner. I had cocktails at six. I mean, I'm on autopilot every on every Friday night for some weird reason. Uh, and then I'm sitting there going, why am I doing all this cooking? And why am I doing this if we're doing a remote show? But, uh, but that's fine. Well, it has been... You know, it just shows you how automatic this stuff becomes after all these years. Uh, it has been 709 days since legitimate power took office, and this week, so much happened. There we go. I got one there. Uh, I have the drop leaf uh, Dunkelweizen from. Uh, Oviedo Brewing Company. I had a four pack of these in the fridge and I'm like, oh, I still have some of those left. So I decided to have that. So I'm going to go ahead and pour it in a mug. What do you have over there, Canadian? I have a, a, a collaboration between Sweetwater and Broken Coast doing their BC Lager. Ooh. Small batch, high grade. Um, it's 5.5% ABV. It's quite tasty. Nice. Don't float the mainstream. <laughs> artist what are you drinking over there uh, i have got another a uh, last of the four pack i guess of the uh sprecher fire brewed root beer oh yeah that's good stuff good stuff sprecher. Sprecher. <laughs> well this week uh, has had some you know some interesting news happen i mean it is that week between christmas and new year's let's just call it what it is it's the taint of year <laughs> Because it taint Christmas and it taint the New taint Year. New Year's <laughs> and it's between business and fun. <laughs> so what would this be? Taint season. This is this is yeah taint. This is the taint New Year's. <laughs> taint the season to be Charlie. <laughs> oh man, but and so there's not really, usually this is the week where there's not a lot of news, but you know, just so happened that this week there was a lot that ended up happening because. Uh, you know, with all of the troubles and trials and tribulations that happened last week uh, within the travel industry, uh, with all of the, so there was like 65 pieces of legislation signed by the president. Uh, he had a big old stack uh, getting those in before the new Congress uh, comes in. And uh, I want to know why he was sandbagging uh, all week, all, all year, and just signing them all today, uh, all yesterday. Uh, and you know, there was all kinds of, uh, social justice news. There was, I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff has happened in a week that usually should contain nothing. 
I mean, literally nothing. It is the no nothing. It's that time of the year when the uh, Sinclair news media uh, television stations have the, so what are your resolutions for the, for the new year? You know, let's, let's reflect back on 2022 and see what all the great things that happened, you know, all those things. And, and for us, you know, in, on this side, uh, who are not on part of the conservative media or the ones that want to hold that, I don't know, that fantasy, that uh, that nothing uh, that everything is always the same, uh, nothing ever changes. You know, Santa Claus, Jesus is white, and Santa Claus, you know, is 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 also white, and uh, and he's a pure American figure, and all of these things. And uh, you know, it's it's just interesting to see to me uh, when 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 they show it's like you can run a ten year stream of those morning shows from from the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. And every one of them is programmed the exact same way. They don't change it. You know, I guess some people consider, you know, think that that's, you know, what is that, um, uh, comforting? But I find it a bit um, uh, disconcerting. It's, it's also the, like, we, we, we call it the tater of the year. There's not much. The only thing going on new is football. Right. Right. There's nothing else going on. Um, now we had we had news drop, right? We had the 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 uh, January sixth report come out. Yeah, right? January sixth. We're talking about all the stuff that's in it. Well, there's yeah, a lot to fall out. Yeah, right. New transcripts being released. The you know the Jenny Thomas released. They released her transcripts and stuff like that. And you know the tax returns. Tax out. returns. There, there's a bunch of things like that that are out. But but if you look at just general, you know, people are usually working, so they're not watching TV. They're well, presumably, um, and and so it just kind of feels very lame when you're finally stuck in that when you're stuck in that time of day watching tv because you you know you've got time to kill and you're watching all the all the lawyer commercials and the commercials for you know workman's comp and whatnot for the first time and yeah for the first time all year because you know the rest of the year you have things to do right exactly and then suddenly you're sitting in your you're sitting on your couch and you're you know, maybe you're you know, looking at a, a a book that you got for the holidays, or maybe you're you're trying to you know figure out how to put something together, and you're sitting there going, "It's like, why am I suddenly feeling so comfortably dumb?" Yeah, you know, it's like exactly. it's so it's so soft, and 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 everything. I can just sit here and and you know, uh, of course, the Rose Bowl parade will be on what Monday or 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 sa- Sunday or Monday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday for the you know for the for the Return of Roses parade, and I guarantee you're going to hear someone go. And this float contains X number of roses coming from this right. farm, and it represents blah blah blah. You know, and it'll be a float that you know is minorly racist or holding up a theme of 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 family that doesn't exist and all these yeah. other things. And they have know. a princess in it, of course, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, really? I know. But those of us that are too, I guess, woke to enjoy this stuff, and I mean, this year, I think the word, the one of the words of the year, according to Webster's, was woke. 
the word woke, which, you know, if you look at the definition of it as it's being used, it's being aware of systemic social problems. That's all it really means. And so when you look at these politicians on the right who are saying things like, well, you know, we don't want any of these woke politics. And it's like, well, then what do you want? You want zero social change, right? You want nothing to change. You want to not admit that anyone was ever wronged. You don't want to ever admit any of those things. And to me, that's just, I mean, it's wearing on me. At my age at this point in my life, it has worn on me too much. It, it's actually also used to, as, as you know, it's, it's code speak for mm. being racist and misogynistic and discriminatory. Yeah. Right. If you don't like me keeping history of black people in your school, you're too woke to understand, right? It's, it's, it's that can't be woke so this is okay this discrimination is okay yeah and that's... this isn't this isn't remotely new uh every time i hear someone say something racist that is usually preceded by uh political correct bullshit <laughs> yeah. right that, and that's what it started it, with a new word for it. yeah they cre- mm-hmm. they they they've they've co-opted a word because they don't want that word to be used because of where it came from you know, it came from, you know, this idea. It's like, hey, you know, everyone, you better wake up. You better wake up to the problems and ills that are happening or else, you know, if you're not woke, then there's a problem. You know, and, and so, and it came from, uh, you know, folks in the African-American community it, and then it spread to the gay community, you know, and so it's one of those things. Hey, wake up. You know, you got to understand where it's going. And and unfortunately, this was that year where, you know, uh, governors like Ron DeSantis, uh, you know, who sent people to Martha's Vineyard and uh, governors like Greg Abbott. And I don't e- and nothing has happened to them yet. And I want to know, I would like some accountability for these individuals who are d- doing human trafficking and damaging people. I mean, Greg Abbott, you know, this is one of the big stories uh, you know, that came out on Christmas Eve. Uh, how many busloads? I think it was three busloads. Three, three busloads. Three busloads of of uh, of of immigrants. Uh, men, women, and children. men, women, and 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 tender age children. We're not just talking about like kids that are in their, that are in their teens. These are under the age of ten children. Were right. dumped in sub freezing temperatures in front of the vice president's house. They didn't dump them on sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. They dumped them, you know, in front of the, uh, in front of the house of the vice president, which is which is down the street, but still. But it's it's not as it's not as uh, as as you know. And it's not somewhere where where a news van would be camped out doing a. It's Christmas at the White House, yeah. you know. Report. Yeah, they could have they could have dumped him off in front of the hotel that's across the street from the from the White House. I forget what it's called. It's, it's a Trump hotel. hotel. It's the National. No, no, there's another one. That's that one's there too. But this is older than that. Trump is in the old post office. This is this is. I thought it was the um, National. I thought it was the National that was across the street. I will look for. I'll find it out. Well, I'm okay. gonna look it up. You can anyway, find they didn't do that, yeah. right, to make their statement. Oh they no, put them off in a side street, and fortunately, people got wind of it, and there were support groups there. And again, and I, my thing is fine if Texas can't handle them, and you want to put immigrants on a bus to go seek asylum in D.C. Work with people. You can make a phone call and say, "Hey, where do you want our three busloads of people?" 
But he doesn't do that. He does it because cruelty is the point. The whole point is to be cruel to these people. And and that shows what kind of person, what kind of human being they are. And they call themselves Christians. And I think if anybody accepts that, that's a valid reason never to be a Christian. Yeah. Right. If that's if that's what Christianity is about, being cruel to the poor and the needy, um, then I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, well, what's the old saying? There's no there's no hate like Christian love. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, there's the White House. All right, so across the street from the White House. Um, yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, I can't find it. I, just, I thought it was the... Uh, I remember... Oh, the Hay Adams. The Hay Adams is across the street. Um, uh, it's in the old Ebbett Grill. Where's that at? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, artist. Go ahead. Uh, I remember uh, hearing a story about a time where Mahatma Gandhi was touring the U.S. and he went uh, into uh, Christian churches when he was here. And, uh, and someone asked him, you know, what he thought of, you know, Christianity and, and Christians and, and Christ. And he's like, oh, I like your Christ very much. It's your Christians I can't yeah. stand. So something along those lines. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Very, very. Like true. They're, the they're very much not like your Christ. <laughs> it's the Willard Hotel. The Willard. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was that was way too much effort. That's a that's a great saying because I yeah in in reality I have no problems with Christ as as what he preached. It just has very little to do with what current conservative Christians are all about. Yeah, and th- and this was definitely not Christ-like hospitality. No, uh, for the you know for for that Governor Abbott did, and again, he's an individual who is in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. who I guarantee you uh, would complain about a, a you know a parking space not being handicap accessible or a building not being handicap accessible, but would also legislate so that companies don't have to put in uh handicap accessible uh ramps or stair or or elevators or anything else because of freedom yeah freedom and even though he he would then immediately complain about it and probably sue them for it but he would make sure oh no no we're not changing i would i would not force a company to do this yeah no he's he's a horrible human being the other thing is is that that both DeSantis who ran this one, why he did the one shebang, I'll never know. He had others planned. Um, but but DeSantis and uh, Abbott can't, won't be elected president, because that's just going to be, this is cruelty. You can say, but you're being deliberately cruel. And and they, they'll they be attacked on that thing and, and lose a lot of votes, votes. Oh, I mean, they'll definitely... Have make a decent showing in the Republican primary, like they won't yeah. be elected no. to greater right. office. But like, there's a it, lot of people it, in the Republican Party that really like the cruelty. I mean, yeah, look it's, at it's, uh, it's yeah. primary fodder, but it's not. Uh, I don't know. Look at look at what, what's his name, George Santos, out of New York. Yeah, what, was it George Santos? I think it was. Yeah, George. George. Well, that's he had another name, but. He, <laughs> He's only using Santos now. Yeah, if that's his name. If that's his real uh, he's, name. He's lied about everything, but yet he's still going to be allowed to take his office. 
Because he got elected. <laughs> and if you get elected through deceit, you're still elected. Yeah. And and that's well, and, and really the problem is if this was if this was a Congress that was had a strong majority leader and a large majority, ten seats, they wouldn't see. But this is this Congress with maybe the weakest person trying to be majority leader, the weakest person ever. And there have been a lot of Republican weak majority leaders. Um, and he needs every vote. And Santos is saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm and with you, McCarthy. So kick out one of the guys who's going to vote for him. Why anybody would want that job when you're not strong enough to handle it is beyond. Uh, obstructionism? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, but that's... anybody can obstruct. You just think you're going to do it better, but you clearly don't have the the human resources to uh, to manage it. Yeah, and and it's not looking. I mean, this this, this these next two years are going to be absolutely terrible. They're going to be terrible. I mean, so it's going to be the si- to yeah. subpoena Hunter Biden, who's going to be like, "Why? F you guys." Yeah. Well, and, and, and when you look at the end, and, and Santos is a perfect example uh, because he had no money, but yet somehow he donated $700,000 he he $700, to his own campaign. He, he, he loaned $700,000 to his own campaign in that old, now I can raise campaign money to pay me back. But he didn't have the $700,000 to begin with. He, he, he manifested... Uh, a few million dollars, apparently, yeah, in, in a year from a from Russian oligarchs. Some <laughs> of it is from Russian oligarchs, yeah, and the rest of it is probably illegal. More than likely, they'll they'll get to the bottom of it. He he is he is too. Um, what's the right word? I'm trying to think. Uh, dumb, incautious. <laughs> no, just just reckless to to not be caught. In, even if he gets seated, he's going to be caught doing something illegal before too long. He's, yeah. he's got too big a spotlight and he's too reckless. Yeah. I mean, but it, it keeps them from looking at other people who are not maybe any better, but less reckless. Yeah. I think my personal, you know, words, I think my personal favorites, Marjorie favorite trade, <laughs> trade, uh, MGT, uh, Breitbart, uh, yeah. uh, uh, who's our guy up in, uh, the child molester. I'm sorry. The, yeah. uh, Matt the, uh, there it is. He's, yeah, formerly accused child molester. Yeah, <laughs> child. Yeah, case. exactly. Child trafficker. Child trafficker. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, Andrew Tate. <laughs> well, we should get to that in in the second in half the second of half the of the show. show. <laughs> if this is only a one half show, uh, there's there's a lot to go on with that. Um, there is I, a lot. I I wanted to talk about criming. Criming. Crimers are going to crime. Oh yeah. Crimers um, are going to crime. And and what. What the J6 commission or, or whatever um, shows in terms of all of the people who were involved in trying to overthrow the government and the laws they broke. Pretty much all the people whose name you heard are going to get indicted. Yeah. Um, Eastman and whatever that other douchebag name is that looks like a criminal. Uh, all those people are going to get indicted. But being indicted doesn't mean you lose your place in office right now. No, Mark no, Mark yeah. Meadows. Yeah. yeah, and all, but none of them have none of them have a place in office. Well, um, I mean, Kevin McCarthy does, and he was implicated. 
Lauren Boebert yeah, and Marjorie Taylor Greene both were but, in it. They were not. They were not part of the plotters. They were part of the the executors, which um, is just as bad. Not, no, and I'm I'm saying I'm not. I'm just saying from from a from a uh, uh, from an FBI perspective. Yeah, they've got eyes on Eastman and Meadows and uh, whatever that other guy's name is that Clark. Clark. Right, those three guys who set up the whole memo, hey, here's what we can do, put pressure on on the vice president, all of that, they've pretty much got those guys dead to rights. Right. Um, and so you're going to see charges on them. Um, that's going to happen. And, and essentially, uh, the former president was feeding everybody a bunch of crime pie, and they all ate it. They, they dined and, and fattened themselves on it. Dino. They all made money on it. You know, every last one of them, every last one of them is, you know, there's no, there's no one who's not a millionaire in Congress. You know, no matter how much you start with Christian cinema. Yeah. And we'll see if they ever get to any of the other ones because the Republicans will be in charge of Congress and they're not going to, they're going to kick MTG out. No. Yeah. No. And well, but MTG and, and Lauren Boebert are fighting. You know, mommy, mommy fighting. Right. Well, see, see, I, I read an article about this. Much like uh, uh, AOC doesn't really need the Democratic Party. She can do whatever she wants because she has her own presence and fundraising. She makes more money for the Democratic Party than they make than they than give her. She gets. Yeah. Um, so they need her, no matter how left wing. Which I don't think she's left wing. Nope. I think she's pretty spot on in general. Yeah. yeah. And and. Mar- Margie Trader Green and Lauren Bortbart, Breitbart are the same way. They're bringing in tons of money yeah. for the Republican Party, so they they don't they don't need to anything from the Republican Party. They don't need that to get reelected. Yeah, and that's well. I know Lauren Lauren might need it to get reelected. <laughs> she only won by five hundred votes, so she she did. But that's because the Democrats put a lot of money in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, should next time she may not get elected. Yeah. But that's that's gonna be too late. Like I, like I said, this entire this is gonna be a lame duck Congress where they try and rescind the last two years worth of laws. Right. They're just gonna put forward uh, because they don't put forward any of their own legislation. You know the, mm-hmm. the the GOP for you know for the past what eighteen years hasn't yeah. put forward any of their own legislation. Right. They've they're only criticized, free. right? They're po- the policy-free uh, party. Yeah. So that what they're going to do is they're just going to sit there and they're going to go, "Hey, uh, uh, we don't like this one law that was put there. Oh, we want to put forward a law that forces an audit on all of the money given to Ukraine." Right. You know, which is like, well, okay, well, we need more. We need some uh, some people who can audit things. So maybe some more people for the IRS. You know, and they'll be like, no, we can't you we can't add people to the IRS. We need, you know, GAO auditors. It's like, okay, well, we've got four. Okay, well, then they're gonna have to audit it, you know, and we'll authorize all the overtime. And it's like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they'll get nothing done. Everything they'll 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 do, they'll say, they'll try and push forward. It'll end up either in a stalemate or they'll lose the vote. Because it only takes what three or four votes to need to switch sides, and there right. aren't enough GQP uh, faithful uh, on that, you know, in the Congress anymore because most of them got voted out or lost well, their seats. 
and the really hardline Trumpers don't want uh, what's his name to be speaker. McCarthy. McCarthy. They don't yeah. want McCarthy to be speaker. So no. if he tries to put forward anything that's not, we're going to make former President Donald Trump president for life, they're right. going to vote against it. And yeah. then, and because he is a Republican in that in that Newt Gingrich style, he's not going to work with Democrats to get anything done. He's just not going to do anything. So two <sighs> years of absolutely nothing getting done. And that's bad because they have to pass a budget. Yeah. And they have to pass a debt limit increase. <laughs> my my favorite part right now is: Do they have to pass a budget? Because we they've been working on one since October, and they finally put it forward uh, now. You know, they, well, because they they, they, they yeah. eventually the government runs out of money. Yeah, and so you you pass a continuing resolution that says we'll just we'll just allocate as much money as we did last time, and that's what they did with the omnibus. It wasn't yeah. a new budget. It was like we're going to continue the old thing and then add some new things to it yeah a ton of money to the department of defense and there were a lot of very outspoken people on both party lines uh the even the i'm sorry all three party lines you know the democrats the republicans and the insane uh that said hey this is this is a bad bill we're putting all this extra money that really isn't necessary into another, you know, the the largest defense budget in you know in history happened during under under former President Trump, and they added another fifty billion dollars to that. Yep, with a yep. B. <laughs> yeah, and and people are complaining about forty seven billion to Ukraine. Like, where do we got to account for that? It's like, what about this eight hundred and fifty billion dollars? That just gets allocated out to build tanks and shit. Um, it was, and I think the the one that gets me on the uh, uh, on the money for Ukraine, and it was Matt Gates who said this in a in a very. It was one of his one of his right after Zelensky had left. Uh, he said, "Well, you know, here we go. We we need to go forward, and we want to know where that first fifty million dollars went that went to the Ukraine." We would like to know, we would like a full accounting of how that first $50 million was spent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, why is that important? Because what he's saying is because if it was up to him and his cronies, that first $50 million would just be graft and corruption for them. Right. You know, they so obviously that. that's what Zelensky did. Just look at the PCP or the P whatever mm-hmm. P money. I don't know. Oh, PCP. PCP? Yeah, I'll look at PCP, some PCP yeah. money. <laughs> it was the PPP money, um, yeah. But the yeah, but they all got it, and they all got the P yeah. the PPP and money. They all got theirs, and they all got it forgiven. Yep. It's like yeah, that's what's going to happen with that millions of dollars. Yeah, and and again, that was like a trillion dollars the PPP money. But what's be- interesting is that the budget, half of the budget that was passed, is for defense spending. Hmm. Um. And that's why we don't have single-payer health care. That's yep. why you get to see all those ads for Shiners, hospitals. and Because if we had single-payer, you wouldn't see those ads because the kids would be getting treatment for free anyway. Yeah. So, hey, there Saint, you go. Well, you know, St. Jude, we always take yeah. care of the kids. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, d- single-payer and we'll take care of them. Now, they do provide living for one of the parents at that particular hospital, but... You wouldn't need to go to that hospital to live there if you had one in every city. Yeah. In every city. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Oh, I saw a really good uh, one. Of the, one that compares to that same idea of single payer is the infrastructure. And uh, there's a group out there called Edison Motors. They're building. They're a bunch of Canadian rednecks, and I love them right. because you know they're they're you know they, they they name the company Edison Motors because they're stealing from Tesla, just like Edison did. I love that. Yeah, and they're building. You know, they're building logging trucks and other things that are going to be di- diesel electric, like locomotives. So they're hybrids. But they're going to have more torque. They're going to have all these things, and in the long run, they'll have more than more usage than just being this. Because with a diesel generator, you only need to run that generator to charge, you know, to charge the. It's only being used to charge the batteries. It's not the, nothing else. And uh, Chase, who's the individual who's the president who came up with the idea, you know, and he's like, "Look, this has got to be something that you can get off the shelf. So all the windshields or something you can go down to the parts store and just pick up um, lights." Uh, switches, everything in the entire vehicle is something you can go and pick up off the shelf because planned obsolescence is the bane of industrial, of, of, of uh, rural industry right now. Because if you can't get the part because, you know, because uh, John Deere won't send, send you the part or Caterpillar won't send you the part mm-hmm. because of supply line problems, you can't use your half a million dollar piece of equipment. So he's like, hey, look, we're going to do all of these things. We're going to go back to the old idea that you can self-repair. And, and it's, a big, it's been a big movement in the United States for many years, uh, you know, on the electronics side and also in, in, uh, you know, in uh, farming equipment and whatnot. Because if you let a corporation make it so that you have to buy the bolts, nuts, and screws from them, then they will. And if you unauthorized use a bolt nut or screw, it makes your warranty out of out of warranty. They will do it. Oh no, this is a I, we don't know where this bolt came from. It's not one of our bolts. So uh, obviously, you did some something in here, and that's why it's broken. So he he came out and he said one of the biggest things is is that in the in ten years from two thousand eight to two thousand eighteen, China built their railway, their passenger railway, all of it, all over China. In 10 years. And he was saying, you know, you look at North America and we have 80 kilometers of high speed rail total. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. <laughs> and if you look at the rail lines in the United States, there's, there's passenger, high speed passenger rail lines or ways to get around. They're non-existent. You know, it's very, very small because it's all privatized and there's no real. And he's like, look, I, I needed to get from Edmonton down to Calgary. That's a normally a you know three or four hour drive, three hour drive. And now with the weather and there's only one road you can take because we don't build roads either. Uh, it took me four or five hours, six hours. And I had to drive down and drive back. So it took up my entire day just driving to go to a meeting. If there would have been a passenger rail that I could have hopped on, and gone down in like an hour and then come back in an hour, it would have been much more, much more convenient. And my whole thing is like, well, why are you doing any of that? Uh, just pop on a, on a, a telepresence call and talk to people, <laughs> you know? Right. No, and, and it, it brings up a good point because, because rail infrastructure, like France, for example, has banned short haul flights. And they can only so, do that because they have the they infrastructure. Have the rail infrastructure. Yeah. They have other alternatives to get, you know, in a two hours away. So, so, and that, you know, is all about climate change and carbon pollution because jets burning fuel in the upper atmosphere is bad. 
Um, and the U.S. can do that as well. Uh, we just choose not to, right? There's no reason why I should drive to Atlanta. I should be able to take a train to Atlanta in 100%. two hours. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And and even on all of that, you know, he was saying, you know, they made a commitment, you know, China made a commitment that that's what they wanted to do and they just and they did it. Now, I understand geopolitically if China if the Chinese government makes a decision to do something, the people have no say at all that it's going to be done. Uh, and companies don't have any say on how much it's going to cost them to do it. Correct. It's like, yeah, you're going to do it. Yeah. And yeah, here's here's some steel, make some rails. Correct. But in the U.S., you know, in the U.S., we could also do this. But what ends up happening is that, that the lobbyists get in there, and the and the 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 landowners and and everyone. It's like, oh well, you know, if you want to go through my property, it's going to be X number of dollars. Well, we're going to eminent domain that, and then it just gets tied up in lawsuits for the rest of time, because you know, we but, the, every we piece have, of land is, is yeah. We have we lots have of federal means, land. Yeah, right. We already have eminent domain for every single interstate highway sure oh yeah run it right down the centers of i i the i agree with you 100 right right left and right yeah and go around town or build the bridges through town you you can we already have the 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 passageways through we just need to implement the rail system that goes with it and that will reduce car traffic which means you don't have to build wider roads if you can you know the number of people driving down seven i-75 Christmas time from Atlanta to Orlando or Tampa or further south is just enormous. Um, I used to do ten hours to make that drive. I used to do the the drive up for many years between Orlando and Gainesville to go up for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and if you didn't leave on Tuesday evening, you were stuck in traffic all day Wednesday. Right. You know, you needed to leave an extra day early, otherwise you were uh, you were not getting there on time. Yeah, and so it's good. I'd also say um, a big factor in in this, like if you're going to have mass transit, like interstate, inner city mass tra- uh, mass transit, you're going to need a decent intra city mass transit as well. So, like, it's one thing if you can, oh, I can take a train from Tampa down to Miami. Well, that's great. I've just gotten off the train station in Miami. Now what? Yeah. You know, do I need to take an Uber? Do I need to hire a cab? Or or is there reliable mass transit at the Miami station oh. where I don't have to like I can just get in a, another mass transit system and go to where I need to go? It, it's not that much different than an airport though, right? So if you if you combined the terminal with the airport, now you've got all the facilities at an airport for people who flew in and need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. With anybody who took a train and needs to go somewhere, right? Yeah. That infrastructure is all there. Maybe, maybe run the train through downtown and a spur out to the airport so you can get to the airport if you want to. How, however, it gets run, I'm not a city planner. I just know this problem has yeah. been solved just about every place else in the world. Yeah. So, yeah well, it's America. Well, this this is American exceptionalism. Yes. We yeah. do use the we use the imperial system. We don't use trains. Everything is built around the idea that every human should have their own vehicle. 
you know, it's uh, as God intended, as 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 the good Lord intended, exactly, hundred percent. And it's and it, it comes out of that independence thing. It's like, well, but if I get off of a train, then and just like the artist said, you know, hey, um, what happens when I get off the train? How do I get elsewhere? And everywhere, everywhere in the in the country that I've been to that has a uh, has an airport passenger rail into town. So land in Seattle, land in Portland, uh, you know, and you can get from the airport to downtown to neighborhoods. And then there's bus service that goes from there. You know, everywhere I've gone, Chicago, New York, uh, Washington, DC, DC, all of them have these really well put together systems. The places that don't have them that you would think they would have because, you know, we were big rural areas doing agriculture would have been places like Florida and Texas, but they just, they didn't do it. You know, they just let the rails go away and And, yeah, didn't think about it. I mean, there used to be a train, a guy named Flagler built a train from New York to Florida and made his fortune in that. But it just became you know, auto cars were there, and people didn't take the train anymore, and they let it let it go. Well, I think it was there were there were a couple of factors. So some of the factors that were there were one was the interstate road system in the 1950s, and the other one was the adopt the adoption of passenger air travel, cheap passenger air travel. You know, now we're seeing the effect of the deregulation of cheap air travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. last week, well, uh, was it this week, this week, Monday, Tuesday, and yeah, Monday, Monday, Monday and Tuesday, uh, Southwest airlines canceled 7,000 flights. I, I think they canceled pretty much all of them, all of them. And when it came right down to it, you know, the transportation, uh, uh safety, uh, transportation safety, uh, department, department of, Tra- of transportation headed by good old mayor Pete Buttigieg. They're looking into why that happened. And one part is because of the antiquated way that Southwest handles their assets, human and, uh, and physical assets like planes. Uh, it's an antiquated, uh, computer system. There was a, a, I saw three or four TikTok videos of the same airport. Uh, there's a guy who was coming out and he's like, look, everybody, hold on. I know everyone's upset, but I want to tell you what's going on with your flight. And it's this guy, he's in a Southwest, you know, outfit, you know, he's obviously a gate agent and he's like, look, I've worked for Southwest for over 20 years. This is the first time I've ever, this is not the first time I've seen stuff like this happen, but this is the worst that I've ever seen it happen. And it's because we have not made the changes that we needed to make to stay current. Now, that being said, I have flight information for you now. It's going to be six or seven hours before this flight takes off. And you hear the whole crowd going, and he goes, and if it doesn't take off in six or seven hours, it's not flying and you will not be going anywhere today because they have no, they have no backups because of the way that it was, that, that it has been put together. So Southwest, most airlines have agreements with other airlines that if they get screwed up they can book a cheap ticket or exchange fares without you know they 
you know, I book 10 tickets with you. You're going to book 10 tickets with me. Eventually we'll just, you know, they it'll wash out agreements with them. Yeah. Um, Southwest does not. Mm-mm. Uh, so you, they, they're not going to book you on another flight if they absolutely can avoid it. Yeah. The other thing about Southwest is they don't have hubs. You right. Probably notice this if you ever flew Southwest. It's, it's plane A goes from Orlando to, to St. Louis to Seattle and from Seattle to or- St. Louis to Orlando. Yep. They have all of these spurs, flights that fly A to B. And so when a flight gets to St. Louis, there isn't another plane to take out of St. Louis but that plane right. going to Seattle, right? There may be maybe there's another flight, but it's not a hub. It's not like Delta in, in Orlando. If your flight to New York gets canceled in Orlando, there's another flight in an hour. Yeah. Right. Because they've got all of these planes coming in and, you know, they've got this this hub and spoke thing. So there's a congregation of planes in the hub, which is where people get stuck. And then there's a bunch of planes that can take people out. Southwest doesn't do that. And that on top of their people management system that is old and assumed, hey, flight A got to Seattle. That means that crew's in Seattle and can fly home. Only the crew never got there. Yeah. And so now there's no crew in Seattle that's supposed to do some other flight. And they don't know. They don't know where the crew is. And, you know, it happens once. It's okay. But when it happens to entire plane on the fleet, now you don't know where anybody is. Yeah, and man. that's... That's what happened to Southwest. And this was a this was a, a bunch of different factors. First of all, we had the this the, the that you know the the Obama Obama vortex that came the Obama, through the Obama Obama cyclone. Cyclone. Yeah. So we had the bomb cyclone that came through, uh, and it created some delays, but it didn't stop because it wasn't a big like it didn't dump a lot of rain or snow or anything. It was just a chunk of very very cold air. You know, uh, so it was, it, they tried to pin it on the weather because this is my favorite. If it's the weather, they don't have to refund your ticket. Right. It's like, Oh, yeah. act of God, man. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that and, was a, that was a, and there was, there were weather delays and other airlines could cope again because of this, the way they run their systems in Southwest. If everything works right, it's cheaper to do this. This plane's going back and forth. Um, but it's, it's, it's fragile. It breaks in, in a huge, clearly a huge weather storm because it did, it did pretty much close down the Northeast United States. Yeah. Um, that, and so, you know, which then caused the equipment, the planes not to be where they needed to be in order to exactly. train, take people elsewhere and because Southwest they were stuck on the where they were. Yep. Because their software is bad. Yeah. I saw a horrible terrible picture of luggage Mm -hmm. people were coming off of a delta flight and they look and and they're like they're filming and they just turn their head and they go well i'm glad i didn't fly southwest and it was just a sea of just unclaimed baggage so what's interesting tragic interesting um my while i was in uh europe my uncle died one of my uncles died, and his funeral was on tuesday so we were scrambling, trying to figure out how we can get to the funeral. And I would have been flying out on Southwest. Of course. On Sunday. Oof. Or Monday. And you would still be and wherever like, you were supposed to be. I would still be in Orlando, trying yeah. to get to, to St. Louis. Yeah. Um, so 
it's kind of we we talked with our aunt and she said don't don't come it's 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 not you don't need to come um there's too many people anyway kind of it's too much hassle at the moment i don't want to deal with you guys so uh we didn't go but but had we gone we would have been stuck in the southwest yeah nightmare I have a friend who went to visit with uh, his children in uh, Oklahoma from California, and he's still in Oklahoma. <laughs> he's not getting, and he wasn't, and, and, and he was like, you know, I fly Southwest all the time. I've never, this is, and I, by the way, they, if it's, if everything was working, they're very reliable. They had very low, I mean, they're, they're not a spirit or a frontier. Right. You know, where bad things happen all the time. This is one of those things where everything was a failure. Right. And now the question comes, is this going to hurt their reputation enough that it's going to have, you know, continuing problems for Southwest? Well, I, I will tell you, I, I fly Spirit and Frontier occasionally when they go places I need to go, but I will not make a connection on them. No, 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 because, no. Because... That might end you in some place you don't want to be when they cancel your follow-on flight because they didn't have the people on it, which they they do. Um, I've never considered Southwest. If I have to make a connection and I need a cheap fare, I'll look at Southwest. Um, And I don't consider them in that category of, oh, gee, well, hey, there are only 20 people on this flight. We're going to cancel it. And you're just going to spend the night here in, in, you know. Oshkosh. Oshkosh. Yeah, Oshkosh. <laughs> Bagosh. Um, but I will seriously consider Southwest if there's any sort of implication of weather. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe, maybe not a wintertime flight. Yeah, that's true. And again, I've, I've, I've had some close connections with Southwest. Ones where you land because the flight was delayed on one of the legs and you're like, oh, crap. I got eight minutes to get from my gate to the other gate in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Which, by the way, is the that is the worst ep, uh, airport to make connections in. If you can it, it, avoid it at all, never make a connection in Phoenix. Um, yeah, I don't fly through Dallas for the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's many airports. I well, you know, it's funny. We could we could literally do an entire thing on travel on this show mm-hmm. because it's it's funny to me how many places I would say I will never fly through that airport again. Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. We'll never fly through the airport again. <laughs> I was flying back from Europe, and somehow uh, I was routed through Minneapolis, St. Paul, and they took everything out of my out of my carry on bag. I had camera equipment in my carry on bag. They took everything out of my carry on bag, and then handed me a bin with all of my stuff in it. And I'm like, "Well, why did you guys do this?" And then they're like. Well, you know, we uh, we we thought we 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 uh, we saw something, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna stand, sit right here, and block your uh, X-ray machine, and put everything back in to make sure nothing went missing. Mm-hmm. And they were, yeah. and the TSA people were not happy with me. They're like, well, we're gonna call a supervisor. You're not allowed to do that. And I'm like, call the supervisor, and the supervisor the helped me help me put everything back in the bag. Call the supervisor and ask him how come they went through your bag where you were not present. Correct. Because they're only supposed to go through it yep. when you're watching, and then the supervisor will then fire those other people. Yeah. and uh, uh, Yeah, by yeah. all means. 
and uh, call yeah. him and lose your job because you shouldn't have gone. You shouldn't have gone. Open my bag without me present. Yep. And the supervisor then uh, helped me put all my stuff in my bag. He was very apologetic. I ended up getting uh, you know some a meal out of it, and I'm like, thanks, bud. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's yeah, one airport. TSA I would... is is another TSA is a scam. Everybody out there, I will tell you right now, the TSA is a scam. They are not a government agency. They are a private security company that contracts with the United States government. Well, no, contracts so, with airports. So TSA is was part of Homeland Security. Right. But they might hire a lot of contractors to do the airport scanning. That's something I, we should look up. Yeah. I'll look that up for you. Yeah. And it drives me absolutely crazy because all the regulations that are in there are regulations that were put in place that are never revisited. We always, we have to take off our shoes because of one person one time in 2002 who tried to light his shoe on fire (laughs) Uh, containing bomb materials uh, and failed miserably at it. So we all have to take our shoes off every single time. They've never revisited that to say, huh, has this changed any of the things or has it just made it longer for us to go through security? Canadian. Yeah, so so there is a TSA person who is the supervisor, but the actual people running the scanners are contractors. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And that's why, it, the, you know, my, my favorite one is uh, from airport to airport, it's different. Uh, and I had a friend who just traveled uh, from here to New York and then back on another airline, not Southwest. And uh, the TSA person uh, from Orlando didn't catch some type of liquid that was in their bag, in their carry-on bag, because they flew carry-on. They were only going for a couple days. On their way back, the people in New York said, oh, you can't take that with you. And they're like, um, I brought it here. They didn't, even know, they, they didn't even know it was in their bag because it went through in Orlando. And they're like, yeah, you have to take that out. And they're like, um, it's a, it's what, it's like a five ounce bottle of shampoo. You know, it's a bottle of shampoo. They're like, we brought it with us from Orlando. Well, yeah, we don't care what happened from Orlando. Um, we're not letting you take that on board. And they took it and they threw it in the trash can. Yeah. It's like, it's like, dude, but why? (laughs) Again, I know there are rules and I know there's all this stuff, but they never revisit these rules after they put them in place. They just add more rules. That one they're actually revisiting now. Oh, I hope a, so. The European Union is getting rid of it. Yeah. And that means the U.S. is likely to also get rid of the three ounce in a plastic bag limit. Um, yeah, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Um, this, you know, if if I get TSA pre, I just go through with my shoes on and my yep. laptop in my bag. Yep. It's kind of random, you know. I bought a first class ticket. I'm TSA pre. Yep. It's like, okay, so if I want to smuggle stuff onto a plane, let me buy a first class ticket. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's again, all security theater. Yeah, it is a hundred percent security theater because uh, uh, many years ago, it was probably uh, eight years ago. Now there was a study that was done at the Orlando airport, and they're like, we're going to put guns in X number of bags. And we're going to see how many of those guns get caught. And out of 65 guns, they caught two. So the question is, okay, bud, um, they, of course they, this was a, a study. It wasn't, they weren't taking them on the planes or anything, but the fact is they still got them through TSA security because the people didn't 
care to investigate what was in there. Mm-hmm. They were too busy, too backed up. Too, yep. I, I just imagine the people at Atlanta when there's like a thousand people in line just say, yeah, whatever, I'm not looking at this. Yeah. Just, yeah, it doesn't, I don't see anything. Oh, a bunch of wires. Uh, it's so funny. I get pinged or, uh, or the peanut gallery got pinged. Uh, you know, we, we thought because we were tra- we traveled through, uh, you know, from here to, uh, the Europe over the summer. And you know, I always, I always get stopped because I have electronics in my bag. You know, I got a tablet, I've got charging stuff, I've got, you know, cables and batteries and all this other stuff this year, right through <laughs> all over and back. And she got stopped because uh, they didn't know what was in uh, this one portion of her bag. We just need to see what's in here. Like, okay. You know, turns out it was a pair of socks or a glove or something that was all balled up from when they just couldn't see what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was coming back one year uh, from this trip to Germany. I brought some German mustard, about 400 kilograms of good mustard. 400 kilograms? 400 grams. <laughs> um, 0.4 kilograms. There you go. And uh, in my carry-on, I said, what the heck? And they stopped it. They pulled it out and said, oh, this is liquid. You can't take it. I said, it's mustard. It's not a liquid. Well, it shows up as a liquid on our scan, so you can't take it. And so I had to throw it away. <sighs> so now I have to check a bag if I want to bring mustard back. It's it's ridiculous. And the odd part is, is that where were we traveling through? We flew out of uh, Paris uh, and then flew through uh, Ireland. And uh, we had liquids, you know, we had, we had all kinds of stuff. <laughs> they didn't stop us with it. I think it's yeah. all in, it's, it's all in what airport you're flying out of. Yeah. I even asked them, I said, look, don't throw it away. It's perfectly yeah. good. It's, yeah. Take it it's home. Sealed. Take it home. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. We can't. <laughs> they literally threw it in the trash in front of me. Well, and we all know how, what, what that is. They have that one trash can where they throw all the stuff they where want they for later. The stuff they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's uh that particular trash can goes in the back, and they uh, they divvy it up among the people. Which, by the way, that's exactly what happens here in the U.S. All the things that that, that the TSA confiscate, they get auctioned off, and you can go on to the Department of Transportation's uh not no not Department of Transportation, uh Homeland Security. There's a there's a couple of them, and uh, it's the off there are there are government auctions of you know fifty pounds of pocket knives. It's like what the Which is amazing. Stuff that people try to bring through, and and I still run across people in the lines bringing a bottle of water. There's guys outside saying, "If you've got any liquids, a bottle of water, coke, you got to dump it. You can't bring it through." And then somebody will throw their jacket on, and they'll have a bottle of water in it. Yep. (laughs) I'm speechless when that happens. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know." It's like there's a guy right out there telling me he can't do it. Yeah, or or the people that are no. that, why are you try to hide it under <laughs> your friggin' bag? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, why you try to coat? sneak it in? Well, and and part of that is because they want it to because on one side of the of of security, a bottle of water is two fifty. On the other side of security, it's seven dollars. Yeah. So it's all about profiteering, also. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so, so travel in, in right now, there are still people trying to get home. There's investigations into, into Southwest. And it's funny because they had 
they canceled all of those and they said, well, everybody's canceling their flights. Uh, the average of all the other airlines that were not Southwest was zero to 1% of canceled flights. Yeah. It yeah. cut, oof, ouch. Yeah, Southwest got, got, what's a good word for, uh, they got iced. <laughs> Capital I-C-E. Yeah. <laughs> Southwest Ice. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did. And, of course, uh, that's why the governor, Governor Abbott, utilized the uh, utilized buses instead of airplanes. You know, so he made sure they could get there. No connections. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't want to strand those immigrants someplace where you they might actually get help. They yeah. want to make sure they get to the street corner where nobody's waiting for them. Yeah. But I'm also very glad that there were people that did catch wind of that because, of course, it did take days for them to get there from Texas. Yeah. And that they were again shown how, that Americans are his hospitable people. Right. Uh, the governor of the of the state of Texas is not, but the rest of America is very hospitable yeah. uh, to individuals who are in a bad position. You know, sending people to Washington D.C. with no job, uh, housing, or money is a bad idea. That's a yeah. terrible, horrible thing to do to somebody. You know, yeah. you know it's almost as as uh, as deceitful and horrible as a letter that I just saw from a uh, a, a landlord here in Orlando uh, that is raising the rates of their entire apartment complex one hundred percent. Nice. Oh Jesus! So someone has you know has a rate. Uh, and next year, it, you know, if they if they sign early, they get a hundred dollars off per month off their rent, but the rent is double starting in 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 uh, when their contract ends. And the place is probably a shithole. Um, I it's according to what what the individual said, uh, their current rent is twenty five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, so that's going up to five thousand and nine dollars on the early bird. Or fifty one hundred and nine dollars on the not early bird, plus a hundred and forty two dollars in fees every month, um, due to uh, you know uh, due to the amenities of the area. We, we we should we should name shame this place. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no problem. Um, so if this letter is real, all right, uh, the name of this place is uh, Ventera. Okay, Ventera is the management company. And the place where this is is Northbridge at Millennia Lake. A top-rated community on apartmentratings.com. This whole letter reads like uh, very backhanded. All right, it says... Uh, it, it was dated uh, December 20th, and, and its title is Lease Renewal Opportunity. Opportunity. Thank you, for making, Opportunity. thank you for making Northbridge at Millennia your home since June 2022. Residents like you are what make us a great community. Your happiness is our goal. 94% of Ventera communities are top-rated 
by ApartmentRatings.com. We care about our residents, and you want to live where you're cared about, don't you? You're, you're in the right spot. Besides, moving is no fun. All that packing and paying for movers, it gives us headaches just thinking about it. Your current lease will expire 3-7-2023. We've made it easy for and almost effortless for you to renew your lease contract. A, fl- a few clicks and you're done. Take a look at the customized renewal options just for you, including special rates if you renew by 1-6-2023. And those rates are uh, lease term of one month, $5,009 per month if you do the early bird rate. Lease term of 12 months, $5,009 per month if you do the early bird rate. Also, don't forget, oh, I was wrong. It's $164.50 per month for community services bu- bu- uh, bundle, for the community services bundle. But if you auto pay, if you set up auto pay, they'll take $20 off your rent. <laughs> yeah. So if this is a real letter, so if this is a real letter, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna always say it with that. Yeah. All right. So I'm on their their website, and they are not advertising those prices, but that doesn't mean that that's not what they're doing. Correct. Well, also, if you think about it, if you have someone that just started renting in June, mm-hmm. and they got the rate of twenty five hundred dollars a month. And they want to raise it to $3,000 a month. Well, that would be cool. That's fine. I'm sure the people who were there would say, all right, five, another 500 bucks. But they might want to raise it to $3,500 a month, which they know that those people won't stay. So why not make it five grand? That'll ensure that that lease will be up. They want them to leave for some reason. Yeah. Well, it's like... I don't know if it's them or the building or the apartment or... Yeah, well, there's a lot of that happening in town. I, I heard of a of an individual that was living in a long term rental. I mean, a house that they've rented for years and years and years, and the house owner wants to sell the house, and they said, "Okay, well, how about you sell it to us? We've been living in this house for many years. I mean, almost a decade. Why don't you just rent? Why don't you just you know? Why don't you sell it to us?" And they said, "Yeah, sure, two million dollars." And they're like, "Wait, but if you look up comparables." The house in, in the neighborhood that it's in is worth half a million dollars at most. You know, so obviously this individual is saying, I'm going to pr- put this at a price that you can't buy it because I don't want you to buy the house from me. Right. All right. So, so we'll see what happens with that. It is a friend of the show. <laughs> for, for cynical people, there's a friend of mine who lived in this area well before I got here, lived here for years, renting a house, and the person wanted to sell it. And they said, well... Once you sell it to me, and I'll just buy it, save you realtor fees and all of that. Yeah. They per- perfectly valid market value house, and then he bought it. And it was so that does happen. Oh no, it happens all the like, time. There's no hassle here. Yeah, take my house, I'll take your money. Yeah, we're it's, good. I it's, don't have to fix anything. Right, especially when there's that point, and this place needs a roof. This place needs uh, some right. some some uh, major to minor. If you're going to sell it, right. it's going to take major money to refurbish this place to make it worth the money that he would want to get out of it at the market rate. You know, so for me, it's again, again, it's this greed that people are utilizing. And then of course, what'll happen is like, well, we don't know why, why people aren't renewing their leases. 
I don't understand why people aren't renewing people their don't leases. Work anymore. Yeah. Oh, and people don't want to work news. I have plenty of stories about that this week too. Yeah. So, so uh, let's see what time is it. All right, let's. Uh, you want to take a bit of a break and come back? Yeah. Okay. We'll come back and do a second half. We'll do a second the, half. The second Greta segment. And, uh, oh yeah, we need to talk. Well, we need Twitter news. Twitter news is the second half of this show. <laughs> back to Twitter news. Fills my heart yeah. with glee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's say we'll be back uh, after this. You are listening to One Man Revolution with your host, the Revolutionary, and the Canadian, and the artist, and the artist. Ah, very good. Let me see if I can do this like the comrade did the other day. That worked out well. Now here comes the fun. I have such a fear. I have such a fear. I have such a fear. Okay. Oh, oh it worked. Which milk side is that? This is the is that left, hand? left hand nitro nice. milk stout. And it says on the actual label to pour it that way. And look at that. It worked. A nice smooth head. Yeah. It feels like somebody else is doing it. Who knew if you jammed it all the way in and slowly pulled out that that would be good help? <laughs> uh, I have an answer to that. <laughs> Isn't that how you do it? I don't know. That's how I do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do you have? What, oh, you have cookies and coffee down there. Uh, <laughs> what do you have? Sweet water, hazy. 710 pale ale. Ooh, fancy. And uh, the artist is chewing, so I will not do I won't will not pull that uh, on him. I have a uh, cafe con leche. Cafe con leche, there it is. Very good. And a cookie. Yes. Yes, and cookies. Cookie. By the way, there are, are no more cookies in my house. Um yeah, I'm, I gave a whole bunch of them away on on Saturday and week. Monday. I, you know, the amount of baking that I do thanks to uh, this holiday is ridiculous. Uh, but I still I have, all of it. and I will bring the remaining ones to New Year's Eve so I can get rid of them. That, that, that's good. You, and I just, they didn't last. Because the answer is um, crunch all you want. <laughs> I'll just make more. Yeah. Uh, I still have another uh, five pounds of flour and four pounds of sugar oh, and okay. two, uh, two pounds of butter, I think, in the refrigerator. Um, along with, uh, my own vanilla that I'd extracted and, oh yeah, I got all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, cool. I actually made latkes on Monday because it wasn't Monday or Sunday, Sunday. I think it was Christmas day. I made latkes cause I didn't get any all, all, all season, uh, due to scheduling. All right. Yeah, I, I learned what schmaltz was watching uh tasting history. Yeah. Schmaltz, good old chicken fat. What it was. Yeah. Good old chicken fat. Yeah. And, uh, schmaltz is somehow more healthy than chicken fat. <laughs> it seems more healthy. Seems more. Healthy. Yeah, see, but it is not. It is just chicken fat. But uh, yeah, well, just gonna buy me a big old tub of schmaltz. And here I was assuming it was a cross between malt liquor and schmutz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we wish. All right, let me read a couple. So let's talk about uh, the Twitter files. We're at that point here. In the show, and we're going to talk about the travesty dumpster fire that is Twitter. 
a good, honest second half start again. Hello, Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> Saggy's butt walks by. Uh, it is uh, this past week. There's been a lot of things. I read a report that uh, uh, Elon Musk is in a uh, massive amount of austerity, uh, and uh, you know, basically, he is cutting all uh, all costs uh, at all at Twitter headquarters. You would think a man that would want to cut costs at like Twitter headquarters would have done something like, oh, I don't know, uh, not had forced everyone to come back to work. Right. I mean, wouldn't yeah. that have been the important thing to do? Don't. Hey, y'all stay at home and that way we can get rid of this office space and save us all of those, you know, millions of dollars per month in uh, in fees. But oh, no, he called everybody back into the office. Now, um, a lot of the individuals that are left are just developers because he got rid of most everybody else. And uh, he got rid of the janitors this in the last two weeks. I heard about that. There's no janitors in Twitter headquarters to the point now where engineers are bringing their own toilet paper and they claim that the bathrooms are in very poor order was the, was the quote that I heard. It's in, they're in very poor order. There's probably some OSHA stuff that he can get called on. <laughs> Eventually. Um, in case you're wondering what I'm doing, uh, Sagittarius knocked over my beer. Of course she did. <laughs> I was I, I wasn't gonna say anything. I figured that's what happened. Party foul. Party foul, Sagittarius. Definitely, definitely uh, a party foul. And she was not happy. She's back again. Yeah. Trying to do more damage. <laughs> So I'm hoping everything was elevated so it didn't actually get in any equipment. It didn't get in any equipment, but it might have rolled off the desk, and that would be bad. I don't think it did. Um, if it rolled off the desk, it would hit my UPS. And that would... eh, they're a UL approved. You're fine. Yeah, we'll so 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 supposedly won't catch fire. Um, so supposedly it'll just trip uh, because yeah. it's wet. Um so supposedly that's something that's happening. And I like to say supposedly because can you imagine the people he has left are allowed are a lot of Southeast Asian men who are programmers. And according to some of the reports, it's the, uh, the entire floor smells like body odor and food mm-hmm. at this point. Well, that's because they've got to work hardcore and they're not allowed to go home. Correct. Correct. So, and a lot of people in that demographic, uh, you know, programmers uh, are not known for their uh, for their bodily hygiene uh, or their uh, their ability to pick up after themselves. Uh, yeah. If you've ever done code behind another programmer, no one picks up anything. So, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting to hear that. So there was that that happened this week. Uh, Tesla's down another 9%, making it down 70% for the year. Yeah, What I like is that starting this morning, it was up 10% really fast. And everybody's like, see, it's bouncing back. And I'm like, oh, no, dude, people are just taking taking profit. Somebody's selling. They Somebody's shorting it. And now they're buying it back yeah. and taking their profit. Exactly. Sure yeah, um, someone shortened yeah, something else. Yeah, and and supposedly Elon is also uh, do, Twitter has a margin call that has occurred, mm. meaning that uh, you know he has to pay back uh, some of that money, uh, that forty four billion dollars, uh, or find another way to finance it. 
because that's another thing. So things are not good for Elmo Tesla. No, I, I'll be surprised if Twitter is not bankrupt by the end of this. This doesn't mean it'll be a business. It'll just be. Yeah. So the future of that is there. But it is still a valid resource for all kinds of things out there. Let me read you a little tweet. Uh, so for some reason, uh, an individual uh, tweeted out after Greta Thunberg... Uh, yeah, who's a literally added her added her not just not so, just mentioned hello her name she's like right. hello yeah twitter handle yep Greta Thunberg. so it is uh so climate strike week 2027 which was december 23rd the climate crisis doesn't go on holiday and it was a picture of people uh with um you know with climate change posters and whatnot uh, because she is uh, a young activist. I mean, she was recognized because she uh, was permitted to uh, go around, circumnavigate the globe in a uh, in a sustainable uh, sailboat uh, uh, by her parents and all these other interesting things. So someone did not like the fact that they said, hey, you know, look at this, you know, this climate is in crisis uh, and all that in the picture. So they were added. So, at, hello, at Greta Thunberg. I have 33 cars. My Bugatti has a W12, I mean, has a W6, 8-liter quad turbo. My two, all capital letters, Ferrari 812 Comptezone have 6.5-liter V12s. This is just a start. Please provide your email address so I can send you a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous admissions now um greta thunberg should not have done this because i'm sure that it created a lot of emissions after after how hard she burnt this mother uh with this return so much so much smoke so she returned and said yes please do enlighten me email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely the best Twitter all year. It was literally the best tweet all year. And of course, he could not leave it alone. All right. So all the small dick energy stuff, everybody was going after him. I mean, everybody was like tweeting out like little fingers, you know, little, little tiny penis (laughs) fingers uh, and all this other stuff. And reply to her, first of all, is him saying, how dare you? That's right. How just, dare you? Just everybody piled on at that point. Yeah, he was, how dare you talk to me like that? Yeah. Now, this is an individual who has been accused in the past of human trafficking. He is currently under multiple investigations by multiple agencies around the world, and they've been trying to find him. They were actively seeking him out. They didn't know where he was living to serve him with papers or arrest him. So they've been looking for him for a significant amount of time. Now they suspected he was in Romania. They suspected he was in, he's got locations all over the world and they suspected he was moving back and forth uh, clandestinely because he has private planes and private transportation. And he hires a, 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 a security force of ex 
um, what was it? X, uh, X military, X, X special forces people to keep him hidden. Now we're talking about Andrew Tate. If anybody is, is unaware. So he then tweeted back at her. Yeah, go ahead, please, please, please. If you don't know who Andrew Tate is, ask your teenage sons. Yeah, he is a misogynist. Yeah, he is a misogynist. And the funny part about that is, is I didn't know who he was and had to look him up. And then went, oh, I remember that guy. He was the uh, the, the the sex trafficker. Um, <laughs> that's that's what hit hit with, hit with me. Um, so he I'd be confused with uh, formerly accused sex trafficker Matt Gates. Correct. They might know each other. Um, so he tweeted back another, uh, how dare you and some other information with a photograph. And that photograph had a pizza box on the, on the, uh, had a pizza box on the table and Romanian authorities from that pizza box knew he was in Romania. So they went and raided his house and arrested him. Uh, for the sex trafficking that he was accused of. Now, what he was accused of, just to let you know what a what a horrible, horrible person this is. Um, he would he had a compound where he would have uh, little villas with that he would uh, he would uh, woo women to come over to stay for free, and then when they would get there, he would take their passports, put them in the room that had cameras and sex toys. That was his whole, that was his shtick as part of this and would not let them leave because they didn't have a passport and they were young women. They didn't know what, they didn't know what to do. They were in a foreign country. This rich guy who'd been, you know, who'd been talking. Now, after, uh, again, I'm not going to blame the victims here, but after a little while, I would look up the name Andrew Tate before or whoever I was going to visit uh, in a foreign country before I went and did it, regardless of what they did. But the so, thing is, is if, if oh, go ahead, Argus. Okay, so um, in response to the 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 Thunberg uh, Tate uh, exchange, uh, the reason that the Romanian police were able to see those pizza boxes is like one of his tweets back at her was, "I'm not recycling any of these pizza boxes," and no. the Romanian authorities were then able to to see the logo on the pizza box and find him from there. And then after all that fallout, after his arrest, uh, Thunberg is like, this is why you should always recycle your pizza boxes. Yeah. And, and what's great about that tweet is it doesn't have any context. None. Zero. It is all by itself. This tweet. This is why. And I saw that and I'm like, what is this about? And I had to go. I, I, I figured <laughs> it had to do with, with Andrew Tate. And I looked at Andrew Tate pizza boxes and boom, there it shows up that he was having pizza i'm not gonna recycle these boxes and they found it found where he was yep um so what i was gonna say about andrew tate is uh he says a lot of things about masculinity that appeals to young people and it's not it's not misogynistic it's about you know standing up for yourself and you know getting strong and you know being manly whatever that is i i, I don't watch him but but a much of his message is about this, and it's very humorous and it's very engaging. And then the other part of it is is very misogynistic and very scary, and very hateful, and very violent. And so he gets people in with this, you know, this message of 
strong, be a man, grow up to be a man kind of thing. And then he he adds on to this. Women need to love you. Women are your property. Women are your 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 product. Right. All of this, this misogynistic, you own them. They owe it to you. Crap. And that's the dangerous part. Yep. Um, that that's what's so dangerous. That's why I said. That's why, as an adult, you may not know who he is because you're not going to follow any of it. You're not going to fall for any of that. But younger men, younger boys, like him and follow it. And you can you can watch if you watch this Twitter conversation. People will be like, "Who's this guy?" And somebody say, "Ask your teenager." Then the next thing comes back and says, "Oh my god, I had no idea." My yeah. son loves it, right? Yeah. And, and they don't know why. Well, it was it was like the 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 Blazarian guy, you know, the, the the guy who blew up. You know, he's got he took people out in the, out out in uh, Arizona on his compound. He's got tanks and and all this stuff, and he was very much the same way. And then what did he get busted for? The exact same stuff, you know. So it seems like any of these people that are into hypermasculinity and and, and that are all the same horrible person. So yeah. you know yeah, and. No, it, I have the same problem with uh, um, the guy, um, Joe Rogan. You know, yeah, he says a lot of things that are funny and, and interesting and, and ridiculous. But then, you know, you also, and I, I can't get through any of his shows and people are like, oh, well, you just don't like what, you know, you, you just, you know, you're a liberal, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. He has people on that have very fringe opinions and he gives those fringe opinions the same weight as an and as any other expert in their field, right? You know, uh, some per he had some guy on, and I this was the one episode I listened to was driving from here to uh the Blue Ridge Mountains with someone who had a few of them on his uh on his uh on his phone. And he's like, Have you ever listened to Joe Rogan? I'm like, No, I've never have, I can't get through them. And he goes, Well, you have to listen to this one. It's about MDMH and and the mechanical elves and people who have done that. It's a bunch of comedians that talk about it. And we had to literally, after every three or four minutes, have to stop it and discuss what he was talking about with these people. Because it was so fringe and so crazy and so insane. But yet, if you step back and go, oh, this is just comedy, that's fine. But that's not how he portrays it. He portrays it as... This is, this is newsworthy. This is a light, this, this is a valid lifestyle. And this is something that people need to experience. A legitimate conversation with fringe people. Yeah. Like their ideas are normal. Yeah. Like he's trying to find out more. Well, really tell me more about this. How does it work? Like talking to a flat earther. Well, how do you know the worth is flat? Oh, really? Really? I didn't know that. Right. It's, it's, that gives it legitimacy, which is bad because when you've got 2 million followers or 3 million followers, now you're giving legitimacy to these fringe ideas. People are following you. Yeah. You're entertaining, but they also have some well, idea that they're going to learn something. Well, it gets down to the, you know, he has them on and, and they always have a pitch for their book or they always have their pitch for their, their gathering, or they always have a pitch for something. And so it's a question of, okay, well that's all well and good friend. But now you realize you are promoting this and giving this person money to then amplify that message again and again and again. And creating, even though it's a fringe, you have 2 million followers, 3 million followers. Those, you know, maybe if you get 50% of it, that's a million and a half people. And if his book is 10 bucks, you just gave that guy $15 million. Right. You know, yeah. to, to, to now do what? <laughs> 
to do what with that? You know, and so it's a it's a ridiculous thing, and and I think that that's the that's something that we need to start looking at, you know, more closely, you know, governmentally, as to you know to stop this because a lot of what happened with the J six commission, a lot of what happened with the way that the former president runs things, and you know, by the way, have you heard any more about about his uh, about his his uh, trading cards? After that one day, nope, all gone. No one's talking about what happened. Where where, where did that four and a half million dollars come from? There, you're not seeing a a big gray market of of the trading of these trading cards. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing any of that, and you would expect to hear about that. You know, if this was a legitimate process. Part of the problem is the artwork was all stolen. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And so, and so. Yeah, everybody is afraid that they don't have legitimate rights to it. So they're actually worthless because right. Some some of them still have watermarks in that. That was, I was looking it up because I was like, yeah, they're are from these really NFTs or are they just like artwork in a piece of paper? No, they're actually they have an NFT. They have a blockchain associated with it. But then I really, you know, the the article and some of them have watermarks that are there showing that you stole this image. Yeah, from a stock photo. From from whatever photo yeah. company or wherever you're at. Some of them are Amazon models. Yep. That are have a different background and and his face plastered over it. Yeah, one of them's Joe Biden's body. Yeah. One of them is Joe Biden's suit. It is it is a picture. Someone did the comparison. It's a picture of Joe Biden and it's it's his head on Joe Biden's body. You know, it's like okay. And there's one of him that's a Reuters photo of him golfing. Yeah. That they made him look slimmer. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, made a, a some sort of technological background. <laughs> you know, like this. Anyway. Yeah, you, but you haven't heard where the money went. You haven't heard anything about it. Nobody, there's no trading of those, those cards. There's no trading them. They were just a grift for somebody to give him four and a half million dollars. Uh, I'm looking it up. Apparently, Donald Trump's NFT cards lose 80% of value from peak floor price. <laughs> so you've spent $99, you're going to get, so you lost 88%. So you're going to get $10, $12 back. $12 back, dear Lord. I wouldn't pay $12 for them. I wouldn't pay $0.12 cents for them. And if you do make that transaction, they get 10% of that transaction. So you're only going to make 10 10 at 1080. Ten, yeah. Yeah. 10, yeah. 10 <laughs> That's going to drive the price down even more. Yeah. Because every time you sell it, you have to pay a 10% fee on it. Yeah. And again, where's the trading? Where's the site you can go and trade these things? I mean, if you, well, I got, I've spent, I, I bought a hundred of them and I got, you know, 99 Donald Trump playing golfs and, and one that's uh, and an astronaut, you know? Yeah. The problem is, is I don't speak Qatari, so I, I don't know how to read the site. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. No, it, um, that whole, that whole, that's this game. I, I was in a conversation today about uh, uh, if the former president gets indicted, which he's very likely to do. Yeah. Um, and and even gets convicted, 
he's still going to run for president. Oh well, he said this week that he will he he will absolutely run third party if the if the GOP he re, he retruthed. I'm going to use the right. term they use there. An article that that said that the president should run whether the GOP supported him or not as right. the candidate, right. which would say and, to and me, and he did whenever he does that in the past, it means he's agreeing with what they're saying. Right. And, but the point being is that he will do it regardless if he has any chance to win because there's money in it. Yeah, there's of course. Just, he's realized Grifter gonna grift. cash cow he can milk so long as he is defending himself against the witch hunt and running for president and needs your help to become president so I can pardon myself so they can't witch hunt me anymore. Grifter's going to grift. <laughs> they are every single time. Grifter's going to uh, grift. Crimer's going to crime and Grifter's going to grift. Yeah, is it crime pie or grift pie? <laughs> it's a crime pie. Yeah, he feeds them. He feeds them the crime pie. Definitely some kind of pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, that he 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 has a, a dedicated following that will support him, and. Yeah. They will they will vote for him even if he's third party. Yeah, remember when you have a, if you have a million people that follow you and they each give you a dollar, it's a million dollars. You know, right. I mean that's that's that that's that old Soupy Sales. No, not uh, Captain Captain Kangaroo. It was Soupy Sales that had the uh, yeah. he actually did it. Hey, go into mommy and daddy's purse and uh, take out a a piece of paper that has a picture of a president on it and send it to this address. And yeah. Soupy Sales had a kids show and. Kids did it, forcing the um, the United States Postal Service to make a <laughs> to make a rule that says you can't do that. It's illegal. Yeah. yeah. So the um, but if you have twenty million followers, yeah, they each send you ten or a hundred dollars. Then that's real money. You've got two hundred <laughs> to two billion dollars that people send. Yeah, exactly, and that's why within um, one day he could get four and a half million dollars from Qatar. I mean, um, from his loyal followers. The 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 other thing. Hey, guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're 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 guitarists, you know. They they, uh, they, they play, play classical. They play ca- classical guitar. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. The other the other thing that was interesting on Twitter since talking about Twitter is I I follow this. Uh, uh, it's not a person. It's a. It's, I don't know what you call them, an account called Whores of Yore, <laughs> and Whores of Yore. Um, basically, they they tend to bring out female sexuality from the past, like women who were outstanding or or you know unabashed in their sexuality in the past. And this one, I guess I didn't. I have to look it up. I I didn't tweet it, but it basically says. Um, I, I put that's right. I put it in our Slack. Um, that uh, the there is a historian who uh, studies the Bible, and he said that in the story of Adam and Eve, that the word they translated to rib, T S E L A, um, and spelling is important. 
has been mistranslated as rib should be bacillum. Um, bacullum, which is a bone found in the phalluses of other mammals, basically a penis bone. Lots of mammals have a Oh my. And God actually made Eve from Adam's penis, not his rib. And that's why we don't have, a, as humans, have a penis bone. Uh, oh. What, what's interesting is if you, if you are dyslexic and you misspell Tesla, T-S-E-L-A, you end up with Tesla. And there's still another penis story going on with Tesla. It's just a different story. <laughs> is it a is it Elon Tesla? It's it's Elon it's Elon Tesla's story. He's he is a dick, and uh, yeah, that's that's the other story associated with um, with Tesla or Tesla. That tracks. Yeah. So. That was my. That was, I spent the entire day on Twitter laughing over those two stories, over over <laughs> Greta Thunberg, Thunberging, uh, uh, Andrew Taint, and uh, <laughs> the the whores of yours penis bum, and uh, being dyslexic. That, that was my entire day. <sighs> these are these are I truly. Don't, I don't feel like it was wasted. No, these are truly the Sargasso Sea. Uh, days of the year, you know, yeah. you get trapped out there with nothing to do. You just start reading, you know, Ugh. and and it's what social media is good for. Mm-hmm. It's what the internet's supposed to be good for. See, the funny part is, is that I'm finally having fun again on the internet, uh, and it has nothing to do with uh, social media and whatnot. I've been, you know, uh, the art the artist knows that uh, you know we were playing. I was playing around with uh, OpenAI, ChatGPT, and mm-hmm. others. Uh, and I also found another piece that's called uh, Ava, which it is a music generation AI. Oh. And so that's another interesting one that's out there. And there's a lot of stuff out there. And people are afraid. Uh, I've been reading I mean, tons of stuff. You know, people are afraid. There are articles how, you know, the uh, uh, an undergraduate student turned in a paper with, uh, with false citations. Even the citations were AI generated. So the articles that the AI used to support its arguments were articles the AI had written itself nice. with people's uh-huh. names on them, which is brilliant. And someone was like, well, this is obviously, you know, this is obviously the end of, uh, you know, of, of the ability, uh, you know, there's going to have to be a check on every paper and every everything. Because, you know, these, these students are using uh, terrible sources that don't lead back to a real person. And my answer to that was, oh, so you're grading undergrads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times I look up the, the sources that someone gave me and they're bogus. So. Yeah. The, the, um, you just need an AI that can recognize AI generated. And there is. I have actually yeah. uh, under, yeah. under Chrome... You can turn on a, uh, a an extension that detects whether someone utilized Chat GPT, and they're expanding it to other AIs that write yeah, things, because, Cactus and others. Because it's going to do it in a particular style. Yeah, it's, it, it's learned. It's 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 just like in some ways a human intelligence, sure. where we've got a style and we're going to write. It's learned a style to write and communicate, and it's fairly obvious when it's done that way. Now it's it's dry. 
like a a if you read an abstract from a from a technical paper, it'll sound very much in that very matter of fact style. But that's not how human beings generally write. No, but if you feed enough, but if you feed it enough stuff, eventually it'll be better. You know, one of my favorite parts is now. I'm not going to write like you because you haven't written anything because you're using ChatGPT to write it. But but again, I'm I don't fear any of this stuff because what I love about it is it sometimes gives you a good a a perspective Mm -hmm. based on information that it has gathered in its experience. So it's like talking to another expert. Like you're, if you're an expert in your field and you're talking to this AI, which is an expert on the, with the information that was given, you could have it, you know, Hey, I'm postulating this based on this and this, give me your opinion and, and, and write you, give me a prompt that I could give to a, uh, to an AI that generates papers uh, give me an abstract of 500 words that would summarize an alternative uh, to an alternative to this hypothesis, and it would, and it would allow you to then look at things in mo- in more ways than the way you're looking at it. Now, right. the other way that it's being used, of course, is people are just going write my paper for me, and then having it write a paper for them, um, which of course will eventually get caught. But I think it could be a a, a handy. Um, no, that's, you know, that's you know, actually why it's invented. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. That's that's their their monetizing model is to sell it to companies and researchers to analyze the data that they're doing to see if they can see it in a different light. Because again, as human beings, we we are focused on what we are thinking we're going to achieve, yeah. and we often don't see other other possibilities. And if you have a, an AI who is just programmed to look for write me a paper based on this data. Now yeah. maybe it presents it to you in a different form. Yeah. Do you want to publish that paper? Probably not. But you can learn from it to something that maybe you're not looking at. And one of the really cool things is that uh, people are giving it prompts to write prompts for other AIs. So there's a uh, very popular AIs like Dali or I can't remember the other one is. I just signed, I just signed up for it the other day to take a look at it. Um, and you can give it, you know, you can give it, uh, they are drawing AIs. So you can say, Hey, give me a prompt that, and it gives you better content coming out of the other AI because it's, it understands how those work because they are also part of the same umbrella of, uh, of the, um, uh, what is it called? The AI company that's there. I can't remember what it's called right now in my head. The one from Chat the GPT. The thing is, you were talking about the paper that had citations that yeah. the AI made up. Yeah. Well, that's no different than the Supreme Court. <laughs> because Antonin Scalia referenced a thing he said in 10 years earlier as a reason why he should support this particular viewpoint he had. It's like, it's been written that, yeah. you know, this is true, so therefore it makes sense that this is true. It's like, yeah, yeah it's but you wrote that you wrote 10 it, years ago. Dumbass. Well, I got, I got pinged in grad school. From 10 years ago. That yeah. Count. Yeah, I got pinged in grad school for uh, for quoting a paper that I'd published uh, many years earlier. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, this is, uh, this is, this is, uh, this is being, uh, this is absolutely academic fraud because you are plagiarizing from this article. And I'm like, I wrote that article. 
Um, so, <laughs> but you're still referencing your own opinions and your own opinion. Yeah, I was referencing research that I had done in the past to expand that research. But cool, turnitin.com is going to say that I am uh, I'm plagiarizing from that article. Yeah, it's good times. I, I just got a notification on my phone that uh, Barbara Walters has died. Barbara ninety three. How did she die? Uh, old age. I was it parachuting? And, uh, skydiving. She, uh, she was uh, extreme in, water sports. She was killed in Ukraine uh, by a Russian <laughs> sniper uh, from the front lines. I doubt that very highly. Um, she was uh, for her time. She did ask some interesting and, and hard hitting questions. Yeah. She also threw softballs at people that she liked. Yeah. Um, in her in her hard hitting interviews, which she didn't really have, but uh, the, but uh, it is the, the end of an era. One was was uh, Saturday Night Live making fun of her because the Barbara Baba Wawa show. Yes, um, where she would just everybody would just end up crying. Yeah, that that was that was the the, the whole motivation of it. Yeah, she would. She was very. Uh, she was a a jur- I'm putting quotes around this. A television journalist. Uh, who was known for her interview style and of making people uh, expose things that they did not expose before uh, to uh, to the audience. So yeah, well, even made the Ninja Turtles cry if I remember correctly. <laughs> Whoa, that was, that was epic, actually. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Which yeah. which tur- which turtle? That's a, uh, probably which which one started which one started crying first? Probably Michelangelo. Oh, I think they all started crying simultaneously. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> you'll have to see it. Yeah, I will look that up. Um, yeah, well, that is an end of end of an era. Although, uh, although it was some, yep, yep, died at ninety three. Well, that's right. She was one of the first uh, female news anchors. Also, yeah. television anchors. Yeah, first female anchor on an, on a, an evening news program. Yeah. And then she became the co-host of 2020 in in 19 in uh 1979. Yeah. And then worked on uh, 60 minutes. Yep. That's where I remember it from. No, no, 2020, she was always with ABC. You're thinking of uh Leslie Leslie Stahl. Leslie Stahl, yeah. yeah. But she did trailblaze that, so that's interesting very much so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. End of an era. Yeah. Indeed. Anyway, any any well done this week? Uh, well done, Greta Thunberg, for burning uh, too many <laughs> too too many uh, uh, taints. Uh, for, Andrew for taints. Giving me an entire day of entertainment. <laughs> it was. It was very not, nice. Not just not just her. I mean that 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 is just the 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 burn of the year. But all of the other follow on burns and memes and crap that came out of that were just hilarious. Yeah. Like there's a there's an anti-human trafficking site called that has an acronym of Greta, mm. and it's just like when he got arrested, it's like oh this is too perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, like stuff I like that, that. that. That organization is what convinced um, I don't know if it was like the UN or Interpol or something to look into Andrew Tate to begin with. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. All right, so uh, well done to the NCAA for having bowls like the Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl 
the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, and the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I mean, the only one missing... The Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. (laughs) Jeez. Myrtle Beach Bowl. uh, Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. What's that? Yeah. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Cheese it citrus bowl. Uh, that would be no. That would be the uh, the the cheese it bowl. There's the cheese it bowl, but they also have the cheese it citrus bowl. That's that's on the second oh. Oh. Monday. We should go. No, versus Purdue. No, the answer is no. Those tickets are ridiculous. Is there a boring company bowl? No, nah. there should be. Hold on. This one's really good. This one happened yesterday. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. No, I saw that one. I watched that one a little bit. That that was Minnesota like, Syracuse. What, what is this bowl exactly? <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out what it was. What's Bad Boy Mowers? Yeah. And what's a pinstripe bowl? Well, Bad Boy Mowers, Bad Boy Mowers is so pinstripe bowl is probably what it's called before the pinstripe bowl. Then Bad Boy Mowers is a mowing company that was a competitor to Yazoo. With the with the uh, dual steering uh, rear wheels, which my grandfather invented. All right, so let's see here. Um, got no money for it. I've never, never just just it even heard of the pinstripe bowl. Yeah, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Nice. The Union yeah. Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I mean, all of these are. You know, you have sold out to corporations when you're digging so deep. Yeah. To find the, some of these companies. Now, the ones you'll the probably chlamydia bowl is my favorite. Oh no, that, that was that was not chlamydia. It was cl- it was Camilla bowl. I have dys- dyslexia. Yeah, Camilla bowl, not chlamydia bowl. Although, although they, they we we missed it. It would be the Arm and Hammer Tidy Bowl. Wouldn't that be? would be yeah. perfect. That was, they they missed the perfect opportunity to to do that one. But of course, now we have some bowls coming up uh, this this weekend on. Uh, you know, you have like the sugar bowl, you know, the, uh, the, the, the fiesta bowl, but even the fiesta bowl, it is the CFP semifinal at the Verbo fiesta bowl. They, they can't just call it the fiesta bowl. And then you have the, the C, then you have the CFP at the Chick-fil-A peach bowl. So uh, that's Chick- actually been there. Chick Fil A Peach Bowl has been there for a couple of years, but most of these are new. Well, it's because I've never heard of the Trans Perfect Music City. Bowl. No, yeah, Relia Quest Bowl. Never heard of that one, but that one's yeah. literally that's a Monday Bowl. That's a big one. Um, then you have the Cotton Bowl, which is the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. There you go. And then you're right, the Cheese It Citrus Bowl, Monday at one o'clock in the afternoon. Which you said we should go to. We should look up tickets on that. I bet you they are a million dollars. I bet they are. Because um, it's, it's LSU versus Purdue. And if it was anything like today's Cheez-It Bowl with uh, Florida State, or last night's Florida State one, it was packed. I mean, it. someone was like, well, I bet you haven't seen a, a bowl game that had this many people in it. And like, yeah, it's in Orlando and it's Florida State. I guarantee you people are here in town for that game. Well, the thing is, is, is being in Orlando, it's a destination. So yeah. people have come down. They came down after Christmas and have been staying here all week and going to go to the bowl game on Tuesday, on Monday and go home Tuesday. Yeah. 
Well, again, well done to the NCAA. Well done to the Oregon Ducks for actually winning their bowl game with the exact same score as their 2020 Rose Bowl appearance, uh, which was 20, uh, 27, 26. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. 20, well 29, 28. Any of my alma maters because they're not going to win. They just have that, <laughs> that history. Um, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's the also rans for the poor ducks. That was one of those like, hmm, what bowl game are you in? Okay, cool. Um, well, my my one of my alma maters is in the Transperfect Bowl, <laughs> which is in Nashville, and I thought they outlawed trans in Nashville. Uh, hmm. Any other well dones? Any other <laughs> well dones? Negative. No. So I, I looked for well dones the, for the entire year. It's like, this has been a whole year. What's been the best things that's happened this year? And there was nothing. And this is the last time we're doing this this year. So yeah, it's got to be something. Literally nothing well done. The, the biggest well done was Canada outlawed uh, conversion therapy. That was the biggest one. That's the biggest thing that's happened this last year. So this year has officially kind of sucked. Um, and uh, I'm not really sure. There, there, I did hear well done. I couldn't, can't remember what it was. I think it was space related. Um, but I don't remember. Uh, I want to say uh, the fusion discovery, uh, like science yeah. related. Um, yeah. Let's see. That's yeah, a that's a good one. Um, they came up, they found a new battery. That's interesting. Yeah. The, the sulfur something. Was it behind the couch? No, no, no. It's, it's like lithium ion, but it charges faster. Gotcha. Yeah. Lithium, uh, iron phosphate are really good too. Those are the best. Yeah, no, this, this was, this was something I'd never heard of. I thought it was lithium. like sulfur ion or something. Sulfur ion batteries. Yeah. Yeah, I it wasn't because there's a lot more stuff. There's a lot more just sulfur laying around than there is. I don't know lithium. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man, people are quick putting this stuff up online. There's already like our our Senator Linda Stewart already put up Barbara Walters uh, one minute ago. Wow, that's quick. So sodium ion batteries. That's yeah, good stuff. Sweet. Well, again, uh, do we, anybody have any uh, resolutions for the next year? You know, new year, same you? I, I will make the same resolution I make every year. I'm not going to make any resolutions. <laughs> oh, I just love those. I, my, my favorite one the other day was I saw someone who was like, uh, well, during this week where everybody else is off, if you, if you hustle, you can be a, you can be in a better position when the year starts than all those people that were lazy. I'm like, you know, there's something to be said about every once in a while slowing down and actually relaxing for a little bit. We are on a toxic treadmill in the, in the United States. And I think that if more people would take a minute and turn off their phones, turn off their hardware, take a walk, get out, go get away for a few days that they would find out that they're like, wow, all that stuff that I thought was important isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, funny how that works. It's funny how that works. And, uh, you know, and I think that there are a lot of people out there that, that don't get that. And, and it's funny because this person that said, oh yeah, you should, you should take, take it by the horns has a personal coaching uh, business 
you know, has a professional coaching business uh, for, you know, motivating people to do things uh, that they wouldn't normally do. And I'm finding that that everything in their lives, there's three of them now in my timelines that have gone from being, giving good advice about about business and whatnot to, you know, you have to get become part of my program. You've got to come to my, uh, to my talks. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And, uh, they've fallen suit to all of the horrible things that, you know, that I can't, uh, that I just can't deal with in my life. Cause these, it just makes, it turns me off so bad. I can't understand why people would do that to other people, you know, going from being helpful to, to, to profiteering from it. And it's like, wow, that's, mm, Yeah. All right, so uh, this is the uh, this is the last one of the year, hundred and first one of this series. Uh, I, I do have a, I do have another. Oh, and you have something? Now. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Apparently, on Twitter, George Santos is devastated at the death of his beloved grandfather Pele. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, man! George <laughs> Santos is a. We could do an entire show on George Santos, though. I mean, in, in one thing, you know, he has lied about literally everything in his entire life. Uh, and it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. And I hope that, uh, you know, liars, liars going to lie. You're right. Absolutely correct. Um, you know, I hope that eventually that, uh, you know, he is barred from, uh, taking his office, uh, and, and they'll have to do something else about that. Cause he, he got that completely on, you know, Oh, what what do you want to hear about me to elect me? Oh, I I am that, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly I am biracial, gay, uh, ho- ho- Holocaust survivor. Uh, you know, from the uh, from the old country f- grandfather. It's like, okay, dude, yeah. whatever. I, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if if they let this guy sit, well, he'll sit next to Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Well, no, but like, what's What's to stop, say, a super left-leaning progressive from going undercover and doing the best impression of a maggot that you could imagine and then just, like, getting elected in a deep red state and then he just goes full progressive? because Because you serve one term. Yeah. And that's not what these people want to. Anybody who goes into politics now uh, isn't going in for the same reasons that uh, you know that Cincinnatus did uh, back in the old day, uh, back when uh, back when Rome was being built. You know, getting in there to actually solve problems. Maybe we need a network of undercover progressives to go into these red states. And then just get shit done. Well, the problem is, is that they would probably uh, their families and uh, and their homes would be destroyed because the the people that they're trying to uh, that that they're trying to get to to pull things over on uh, don't cotton to that. No, I ever. That's true. Yeah, they're generally very angry. Yeah, yeah. Now, by the way, it won't work on the left, but sure as hell works on the right. They will lie to get into office, saying that they're progressive as hell. And then change their quote, change their opinions once they're in office. Oh well, well, wait, hold on a second. All we, all they have to do is is lie about their voting record. <laughs> like they go to these meetings, like oh, I heard you did this, this, and that, and that's oh, that's the lying media telling you that's how I voted. That's not how I voted. I voted for you know banning LGBTQ from 
every bathroom in the country. I voted for, you know, uh, uh, more heavy emissions from cars. I, I voted for, you know, more more oil. And I, I voted for, like, dumping toxic chemicals directly into the streams. You know, I voted for all the things you love. I voted for more guns. Yeah, but see, the problem is, is that uh, that those are all verifiable because every vote is ca- is tallied in and uh, inside of Congress. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> obviously they're not checking the votes. <laughs> Nobody actually does their research on that side. Yeah, well, I think people should. All right, so <laughs> so uh, this is the last show of the year, uh, and I hope we hope to see everybody back in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three is not an election year, so that's good. Right. Oh, and Kevin says morals. What what stops them? Morals. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And and it's also that the Democratic House would kick them out for being lying. Yes. Yeah. Because they do have a platform. They yeah. they've kicked people out for less. Yeah. And even though it might cost them. Yeah. So we 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 appreciate everybody tuning in uh, week to week. Uh, and we hope to see everybody back here uh, for live from the bunker coming up on Friday, the first week of January. And uh, until then, uh, you can catch the One Man Revolution podcast on uh, all of the places podcasts are available, whether it's the one that's made of fruit or one that's spotty or the one down by the river, the one that plays. I don't know. There's so many out there. You can find our fully, uh, our full uh, shows on onemanrevolution.org along with all full show notes. You can join us here every Friday night at uh, Omra Podcast here on Facebook. And uh, I think that's all the places. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. So uh, until next time, I'm the revolutionary. I'm the Canadian. And I'm the artist. And I wish everyone a happy new year. <laughs>